You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. It sounds like you have like a like a uh, a seriously like hardcore tremolo on your voice. <laughs> I do. Then, you know, I I have a I have a latitude installed in my throat. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the ToneMob.com podcast, the show about guitar tone and the people behind it. And with me today, I have none other than Brian Wampler of Wampler Pedals and the Chasing Tone podcast, actually. Yeah, how's it going? How's it going? Uh, Quite nice. Quite nice. I didn't know that we were going to be doing this today when I started the day, so this brightens well, the rest of my outlook on life. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to uh, <laughs> let you down. <laughs> well, I, I did have to kick. Uh, I was going to interview. Uh, I was going to interview Gene Simmons, but I decided this was more important. So. Who's that? G- who? Uh, Gene Simmons. You might be familiar with him. Uh, does he play country for like Shania Twain or something? I think so. Yeah. I think that's what he's most known for. Yeah, yeah that's right. I think it's Rihanna Bell now. He plays a Telecaster, I think. Yeah, he plays a Telecaster. Yeah, and I yeah. think he, I think he has some. He does like side gigs with Rihanna or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what's happening in Wampler World today? Oh my Anything gosh! Cool. Uh, let's see. Well. We did a podcast today. We shot another Chasing Tone podcast, Very and nice. uh, we did a Periscope, and then um, I went to the doctor and got a physical, which means that I got my prostate checked. <laughs> which, um, you know, being once you're forty, I don't know if you're forty yet or not, but if you're not forty, I'm not forty. Okay, no, that's I'm not. you have that this to look look forward to. Okay, this is where I don't know if you know what this is, but this is where. Uh, first, let me say, if you have kids in the car, probably wait till later to listen to this next part. So um, this is where they decide that they're going to put on rubber gloves. Rubber gloves, right. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll, I'll make this clean. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And from the rear entry point, decide whether uh, – via, via fingers, decide whether you have anything wrong with your prostate. You know, make sure there's no prostate tumors or anything like that right make sure it's not mm-hmm. large so right yeah mm-hmm. and, I'm, I'm familiar i've heard and of said practice it's, yes it's about as comfortable as it sounds um it usually every time it, it it's you know i've had to have this done for a few years now so every time it happens i sound like a three-year-old getting a shot for the first time you know and everybody's like, what's wrong with that guy? And he's getting a prostate checked. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, I'm the guy like, Wah! <laughs> you know? so. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh at your pain. No. Uh, that was a, a, us young folks don't understand <laughs> these things yet. Old, hashtag old guy problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess we'll all get there one day. Did he at least take you out to dinner? I, I didn't know, even get a kiss. Him? I didn't even get a kiss, you know? <laughs> so... Huh. Well, this is a this is a first topic so gu- of conversation. Yeah, so guitar this is a good gear. way, you know. Guitar <laughs> yeah. <laughs> speaking of the speaking of the brown note. Yeah. 
Oh man, man, good times. Well, there's a you know, <laughs> there's a first time for everything. Last, uh, you know, I had to, I talked about vegetables one time, and mm-hmm. and now we're talking about prostates. Ex- ex- prostates. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. I can see the headline now. Brian Wampler talks about prostate exams and how he hates KY jelly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. That's. Oh, I'm going to have to work this into the tagline for this show somehow. That's great. <laughs> I'm trying to like come up with a witty comeback or, or comment, and I'm just like laughing. In, like, like I'm trying not to laugh as hard externally as I am internally. Um, <laughs> nobody needs to hear that. But, um, oh, yeah. So let's by see. Way, what, what's, what's, <laughs> I will I'm say, sorry. by the way, the first time I had this happen, this is kind of a funny, funny little side note. It has nothing right. to do with gear, but it's still funny. But if you, you know, if you watch the Chasing Tone podcast, you know that we never stay on any sort of topic. So, of course, um, you know. So, like the first time I had this happen, I've had, I have prostate cancer in my family's history, so I had to have it checked in my late, and you know, about thirty five or so. So, um, I didn't know like this was how it worked. So I took my 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 he's little at that time. I took my younger son with me. And like, and the doctor said, "Yeah, we. This is how we got to do this prostate exam." I'm like, oh, okay. So I told my son to like go out in the hall and wait. And of course, you know, said scream came out the same way, probably a little louder because I'd never experienced that before. Right. And um, you know, I came out, and he was like cracking up. Just, you know, I sound like a, <laughs> like a little schoolgirl apparently, and he still likes to bring that up to this day. And so. how old's your son? Well, now he's fifteen. So, yeah, yeah oh, he's got great stories to tell his friends. Oh yeah, he's he's got plenty of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that's awesome. I don't even know how I can how we can go up from there. Like this is, <laughs> and that's this week's podcast. Thanks. For yeah, that. this is everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you next time. Uh, so I don't know. How about let's let's you know what we can talk about is guitar gear. Oh, we could, I you suppose, know? but I actually don't want to talk about guitar gear. I'm not right, interested then. in it. So let me let me tell you about the rest of my physical. So then, okay. I, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> does this rash look funny to you? Does it look weird? Is this normal? <laughs> oh man, I could go so many places with that, but yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll All just right. leave that right there. Just put it put it right on the table. Just walk away. <laughs> walk away from that one. <laughs> So, where what, what we will do though, since sure. I, I I shouldn't have said I don't want to talk about guitar gear. I I want to talk about something semi related to guitar gear, and sure. it's my uh, my normal question, which would be, um, what's uh, Brian Wampler's backstory uh, musically? How did you get uh, from you know tickling a Telecaster mm-hmm. to uh, doing what you're doing today? Well, I was mm-hmm. um, you know like seven years old, and my brother was a drummer in a band, uh, you know like a home band. And this is like many, many years ago. So, um, you, you know, being, you know, my brother's like eight years older than me, seven or eight years older than me. So I, I kind of looked up to him, of course. And uh, the guitar player had this flying V, and I thought that was one of the coolest things ever at seven years old. So I decided at that point I was going to be a guitar player. Um, and really, that, that like that was the start of it. But... You know, from that point on, um, my I talked my parents into buying an, a, an acoustic guitar for me. Right? I wanted an electric. They bought me an acoustic. 
And uh, that one, uh, I have two brothers. My, my other brother and I got into it, and I smashed it over his butt. So, yeah. All right. So that was gone. Yeah. And uh, so then, you know, somehow, somehow, I maybe I, you know, gave my parents the sob story about how it wasn't my fault. They bought me a cheaper electric guitar. So at that point, I actually did, you know, I started, um, I took some guitar lessons from a local store and learned, you know, such hits such as Yankee Doodle, you know. Great, oh, yes. Gr- yes, you know, great stuff like that back then. And um, quit guitar lessons pretty soon after that and just started listening to the radio and started learning stuff from here. Um, and then, um, yeah, I mean, you know, that, that was like seven or eight, nine years old at that time. And from then on, I mean, th- this was like through the 80s. So, uh, you know, I had a lot of friends that played guitar and um, just, I don't know, I, I just kept on playing through uh, – you know, my, my early teens and got into bands in my later teens and got into uh, the college, sort of the college scene and um, later on played, uh, got into a country band and um, yeah, I'm just all these years just been playing them. Uh, I was always the guy that was, I was always the guy that, that you don't want in your band. So I was the guy that was on the floor <laughs> fiddling with his pedals during the middle of the song when he should be playing. You know, like that, that was just, that was, that was me. Or if I was a multi-effects unit, you know how that goes when you have a multi-effects unit. Uh, back then, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, the, the RP20s, if anyone's probably not familiar with that, but, uh, you know, there's like, you have these scrolling menus, like left and right, and like mm-hmm. 4,000 buttons. And so you're trying to change settings on a patch in the middle mm-hmm. of a song. And by the time you're done changing the setting, the song's over, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, so I was, you know, a, a lot of people were like, dude, man, just stop messing with your stuff and play the song. And um, I was just like, but it's not right. I can't get it to sound right, you know. Um, so I was, I, was, I, was, I was way more obsessed with that, with, with finding the right sound than uh, learning exactly how Steve Vai played, you know, for the love right. of God. You know what I mean? That just... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do have friends, you know, like, like Steve Townsend, like you see on some of our videos on YouTube. Um, he was a guy I went to school with, and and uh, he was that guy who he would learn note for note everything, like Ingve everything. Right. And um, and then I'd come over to his house, and I'd be like, dude, uh, I think you need, I think you need like a little bit more around one point five k, just a couple decibels. And he'd look at me like I was nuts. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's just—it's about 1.5 k, maybe, maybe a hair 1.8 or so. It's just—it's not there. You know, you're missing some something right there. <laughs> and, so, and he just looked at you like you were insane. Yeah, he's like, um, "Listen, well, I'm just playing. You know, I don't—I don't care if it sounds exactly like. I wouldn't, you know, what I mean, it's just—it was a whole different. I was just—I just came approach it from a different way, and." Um, so, anyways, it it didn't take me long. I did I did play, uh, you know, went down to Nashville and played on Broadway for uh, a, a year or so with a band, and um, and that was right around the time I was doing the DIY stuff, or maybe a little bit before. And then I decided, you know what, I'm I'm just I'm not going to be a professional guitar player. It's just not my get not my thing. So I I was I, at that time I was just getting into modding pedals. So I was. Modifying pedals for some guys there on Broadway and uh, built some prototypes for them and they liked them and 
you know, they told their friends and their friends told other friends. And next thing you know, Brent Mason's asking me to build him a pedal, you know? <laughs> so that's a, that's a pretty epic one thing leads to another type it, of situation. It, it really was. Yeah. I mean, and so, you know, looking back, I mean, I was, it, it's really hard for me to listen to music, to listen to music like most people. And I think a lot of guitar players are that way anyways, but, um, it, I, I'm always kind of looking at it from a kind of a technical level, like, ah, what, what, how, you know, how would one achieve that sound in mean, versus, wow, listen to that lick that guy played. So, right. I, I mean, even today, like I hear stuff on the radio and it, like what, what I'm listening to is like reverbs and delays and stuff like, you know what I mean? On vocals and, or, or even on drums or something. And I'm like, oh, that's it. That's a cool reverb, you know? And I'm thinking in my mind how to recreate that, <laughs> you know? So it's just, uh, I'm not a very fun person to go to a concert with because I just stand there and absorb it rather than enjoy it, I guess. Right. So, you know, just perfectly still just, just taking it in. Yeah. And you know, my wife's like, you know, well, I'm not now, but I mean, you know, when we first were dating, she's like, you don't seem like you're having fun. I'm like, no, I'm having a great time. I'm just I'm watching. <laughs> this this is how I do concerts. I watch and learn and absorb, and then take that back and go try something with it. You know, right? So, <laughs> so are you doing so, what every every like gear nerd does? Every like, I don't know what, how many shows or what size of concerts you're talking about, but like, I'm 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 sure. Most people listening to this are doing the tippy toes, trying to look at the pedal board. What is that? What has he got going on there? Uh, I, all the time. And, uh, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, it's yeah. like my wife is like, knock it off. Like, why, why do you care so much? I'm like, because it's important. This is important stuff. You, <laughs> you don't understand. That's where it all starts. Everything that's right. starts from that pedal board. That's right. That's right. Not his hands. Forget about it. It's, <laughs> I want to know. I mean, exactly. I, it's a sickness. It is for me. It is. I don't know. No, it, I mean, the, yeah, there's the, the <laughs> even, even like, um, you know, I'll sit in with, with like local bar bands in the area and stuff. And, um, you know, I'm always curious, like what they're playing and you know what I mean? Or even mm -hmm. if I just, even if I just, um, you know, happen upon, like, for example, we'd like to go into, uh, uh, the keys is one of my favorite places of vacation. And, uh, so we'll go to Key West where there's a lot of bands there. And like one of my favorite things to do is just go in from bar to bar and listen to the guys playing and see what they're actually using, you know, and just, uh, and every now and then I'll bump into someone and they're like, Hey, you're Brian Wampler. And I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I kind of am. Uh -huh. this, <laughs> this is, yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah, I mean, not, I don't mean that in an egotistical way, but I mean like generally when someone says that and then they talk to me for a few minutes, they're like, I thought you'd be a lot cooler. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, pretty, pretty average, pretty average. I, I, I mean, I, I, on some level, to be in this, um, uh, in this business, kind of at the level, especially that you're at, and then even at what I'm doing, you kind of have to be a nerd. And, you do, and yeah. yeah, and and it's like I think really there. This might be a controversial subject, and I hope I don't lose half my listener base, but. Uh, Guitar players are kind of they're kind of nerds usually. There's kinda, not there's not as many cool cool quote unquote guitar players as you'd like to think. Well, I mean, yes and no. I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. The the thing is, like, the cool jockey guys are the guys that are paying to get into the bar to listen to you. 
You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and, and, you know, the guy on stage is going home with their girlfriend. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it all worked out. <laughs> it all works out. <laughs> Eventually, the nerds do triumph. It just takes a while. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you started, if I, I don't think I actually even knew this until recently, until mm-hmm. I'd seen some of your posts, that it wasn't always, you weren't always putting stuff out under the Wampler name. It was mm-hmm. Indie Guitarist. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Yep. Yep. And it was mm-hmm. that more like a DIY thing or, or, or what was, what's the story with that? <clears throat> Well, yeah, indie guitarist came by came about because whenever I was first like tearing apart pedals and trying to figure out how it all worked, um, I mean, it, I was I was actually taking notes for myself. Excuse me, I was taking notes for myself, and um, you know, like for example, on a Boss DS one, these you know C one does this change, C two does this change. You know what I mean? So it was right. all like notes for myself. And um, so I was modifying pedals for people, and people were asking me, like, what what to change on their pedal, like on different DIY forms and stuff. And um, eventually, at some point, like I was em- I was answering so much email, I'm like I, I'm like wasting hours per night answering questions about this stuff. And one of my friends um, said, "Dude, why don't you just make like a small ebook and just charge a couple bucks for it, and that way you get paid for your time. You know, just put it all in the ebook." And I thought, oh, okay, sure, that's easy enough. You know, make a Microsoft Word document, turn it into a PDF, and there you go. You know, charge a couple bucks for it, and they get the information they want, and you, you know, get a little piece of your life back. So, um, and that, that's really how that started. I mean, it was just, it was more of a hobby that turned into a business. And then I thought for a long, I actually thought that the DIY stuff was going to be my main business. And, uh, and odd, oddly enough, what's, what's funny is like you, you can see the books that I wrote today. Like if you look up how to modify effect pedals on Amazon, you'll see some of them that are selling for like seven or 800 bucks a piece. Really? It's It's, it's totally ridiculous. And every time someone asks me about it, I'm like, don't pay that much for it. Like, don't seriously. It's not, it's not 800 bucks worth it. You know, that uh, I did not know they were going for that much. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I actually saw a few months ago, someone was trying to sell one for like three or 4,000, which is just stupid, you know, but somebody's um, buying them. Besides, yeah, I mean, that it's, it's, you know, I, I, cause it was, I, I ended up making it a print on demand thing. Right. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I sold them for a while and you'd be surprised. I won't name any names, but you would be surprised how many people that own effect companies now that you probably buy pedals from that were my customers at one time. So, right. um, you know, what's so here. Okay. So I, I'm seeing this not to, not to get off subject again. Eh, yeah. I'm going to get off subject. So it's fine. So, I'm seeing this on um, Amazon, and it kind of kind of upsets me a little bit, just because I, I feel like someone's getting taken advantage of, right? You know, and so I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm going to rewrite this, fix the mistakes, make it better, and I'm going to put it back out there for you know thirty bucks or something, to, you know, just enough where people can get this back in their hands and they're not getting ripped off. So, right. So that's one of the things I'm doing right now is rewriting that book. It, it'll be oh cool. You know, I hope to have it out by the end of the year. But, uh, you know, it's, um, yeah, so that's, that was the indie guitarist thing. What, the reason for indie guitarist is because Indianapolis, Indy 500, you know, everybody calls Indianapolis indie. Right. Um, so, you know, and I was a guitarist. So that, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm the most creative person at coming up with names. 
you know? <laughs> but, but that's that was like the first thing that popped in my head. I'm like, good enough. Let's go to GoDaddy and register. Before <laughs> go, that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's it. That's the story. That's the indie guitar story. That'll be cool. I'm really yep. excited. That actually excites me a lot. I'll be, I'll be in line. If there's a line, there's not going to be a line. But you know what I mean. <laughs> I'll be online to snatch that up when it, uh, when it uh, drops. Because well, I am I, like I, super interested, and I have very limited, limited knowledge, and I needed to work on that. Well, just just for you, I do have one extra book left, and for six hundred and fifty dollars, it's yours. <gasps> really? And, uh, I know. That's I know it? it's. I know it's tempting. I know, but I'm gonna have <laughs> to probably. Well, I'm probably gonna have to sell some of my Wampler pedals to afford it. But I <laughs> yeah, guess that's okay. They're all clones, anyways. They're all tube screamers. But, well, that's right. I forget they're all tube screamers. We've had this conversation before. Remember, we talked about how yep. the, uh, the latitude is is really just a tube screamer. Yep. Yep, all tube screamers and toasters. If it's not a tube screamer, it's a toaster. <laughs> a toaster. Yep. <laughs> oh man! So it's just so it's just a modified tube screamer. The the latitude is basically. Yes, it's, yes, uh, yes. You mm-hmm. just you take basically the way you turn a, a tube screamer into a tremolo is mm-hmm. um, you you uh, you open it up and then you okay. take everything out and then all you, of it. Yeah, every every piece, and then you put okay. a new circuit in, which makes a tremolo circuit. And boom, modified tube screamer right there. You know? I just had a I just had a a, a really like I, I kinda have no reason to want this, but I do. I want you to put a tremolo in a TS nine case for me sometime. <laughs> <laughs> that actually would be pretty cool, man. That would be so it'd be, funny. It would be great oh, to have like a pedal board full of tube screamer boxes, but everything does something different. And of course, oh man, yeah, that would they, be but priceless. They, but they all are tube screamer cases. That would be great. Oh, that'd be so funny. <laughs> I smell a promo video. <laughs> oh man, that would oh, be awesome. Yeah, that would be so cool. <laughs> Speaking of pedals that are awesome that I that I've I've wanted for a long time and 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 I know it was intended as a joke, but I know me and two other go- dudes at least um who are totally on board with the hair distortion. Like if it <laughs> I'm we watched the, when you <laughs> when you dropped that video, we were like I know this is April Fools. But I really hope he makes that for real sometime because I'll buy it just because. <laughs> right. Well, I would tell you that uh, the next podcast that's coming out, let's see, what's, let's see, it's coming out the 6th of November. So, okay. um, so people will probably have seen it, but yeah, if not, they, you can go back. Right. Go, go back and look on YouTube for um, episode, I don't know. Oh my gosh, I'm terrible at this. So let's see, let's see. Um, well, anyways, search for "chasing tone hair distortion." It'll be in a title somewhere. It'll be and, there. Okay. Yeah. So, and uh, I actually detail the exact chain that I used for that video because we get this question so much. I get so many emails of people asking me if they can. Uh, well, first they say, you know, what what pedal? Actually, generally, it starts with people asking me if they can buy one, and I explain. You you realize it's a fake pedal with nothing but a fan that turns on, right? Like yeah. a small computer pedal. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, well, what was what was the 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 sound? I want the sound. And I'm like, dude, it's not a pedal. It's an '80s thing. It's an MP1 ADA MP1 from the '80s. 
<laughs> you know, like, <laughs> of course it is. What what else would it be? <laughs> yes. Oh, <man. laughs> oh, that's that's so funny. So, yeah. So so check it. So if uh, if you like video, check 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 that out on YouTube this this uh, Friday. All right. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely do. Or, or the, if you're listening to this a while back, you know, check, yeah, check it out. Check it out a while. Just, back. Just hit hit up the Google. You'll find it. Right. So what you're telling so in the in the you know in all that you're telling me what what I didn't want to hear is that I can't buy that pedal. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Well, you, you can buy a pedal, but you can't buy that pedal because <laughs> that pedal was nothing but a fan. No, I I, uh, I probably I, I probably know. can make you're just crushed. You're like telling me yeah. that it's like Santa Claus isn't real right now. <laughs> I never said that. Now let's not let's not go too far. But oh yeah, oh because oh yeah, Santa's real. Yeah, I mean don't. Oh, it's all right. The kids aren't listening after the prostate thing, so we're okay. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Every every dad every dad that uh, listens to your podcast is now like that Ryan Wobbler jerk. No, look yeah. at the look at the damage I have to undo with my kids. Well, hey, you told him to turn it off. It's not your fault. That's true. You told him to listen to it later. You gave I, him the warning. I did give him a warning, so it's it's uh, you know. But I guess uh, it, it, now it's your problem. It's your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do with this episode? <laughs> I don't know. Lucky you. <laughs> huh? Well, thanks, Brian. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I don't even know wh- wh- how we got there, but uh, I, I tend to things tend to go oddly off topic whenever I'm involved. I don't understand why. I don't, I don't I don't want you to get to feeling special about that because it happens every time. So <laughs> so I'm starting to wonder if it's something uh something in us guitar player gear guys that get it's our brain going like a oh squirrel. Well oh. yeah I mean you have to have some level of ADD or O C D or you know Whatever, AT&T, whatever. You have to have some level of that to, like, be a musician. I, I think that, like, having that deficiency and playing guitar, like, the playing guitar kind of fixes that deficiency in a way. You know what I mean? I think so, you're right. I, I mean, I don't know. It's like all the, like, normal people without, like, weird, crazy problems, they're like accountants and stuff. Right. And then, and then like, the rest of us, we play guitar. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's so, it's kind of weird how like it, it does it it fixes it fixes the i must uh, the broken thing i guess i got a broken thing i just go out i pick that up and it's like ah been waiting <laughs> for this all day long here it, it is it just feels right yep yep as long as it's a telecaster right uh, you know what actually um and you'll see this on the new po- on the new uh, uh chasing tone show coming up i bought <laughs> you not don't make fun of me, but I bought an Ibanez RG350 with the floating trim, straight from the '80s, mm-hmm. and, and it's uh, and I I actually bought it just kind of well one because I got a really good deal for it, two because I was like oh I'm gonna do this hair distortion thing and it's gonna be freaking funny with this Ibanez right oh, oh yeah yeah you kind of so, need it yeah yeah <laughs> but mm-hmm. then I started playing I'm like I actually kind of like it and. It, I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, knowing what I know about you, that's not a guitar that I no. would picture you you uh, being into at all. I mean, it's no. got like the big old flat neck and or yes. you know 
and everything, yep. like the whole pointy nine head yards. Stock. Yep, yep. EMGs. So, so yeah. Now this one, I don't even know what they are. I I, I think they're like Ibanez branded pickups or something. I mean, it was it was like 160 bucks. It wasn't it wasn't very much. So, um, but Max and I, you know, for the podcast, we mm-hmm. we were we um. We've been talking about installing a G bender in it just just for the fun. Oh, of it. do it! You know oh, I mean? do it! Just Please. Because how great of a video would it be seeing some guy play this guitar and doing like G bender licks on it? I mean, oh, you- it'd be amazing! <laughs> <laughs> Please do that. <laughs> so I'm sure you can you can probably you know have somebody do that and figure out how to write it off. It, it, it'll be totally worth it. Oh, exactly! It's a business expense. It's a business. This Ibanez needs a G bender. It's clearly a legitimate business expense. Right. Get off my back about it, tax man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. Oh man, that's phenomenal. Actually, I now that you mentioned it, I I did see that the other day. I forgot you you did. Somebody posted about it. I, yeah, I did I think, see that thing. I think I think we had it on the Insta pages. So. Yeah, the old yeah the old Insta pages. Yep. <sighs> Good stuff, good stuff. Well, I'm excited for that video. That's gonna be that's gonna be excellent. I'll be uh, I'll be hammering that up. Actually, I'll probably yeah I'll I'll I'll, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. So cool. Make it easy. Make it easy on everybody. So right, yeah, good you. stuff. No problem. Um, let's see. Let's find a cl- another question for you. Let's uh, mm-hmm. let's do what I let's do what I do. Uh, what's your current rig looking like? My current rig. I'm, I know you're constantly pedal swapping, so maybe we should just uh, talk guitar and amp on that. But yeah, I mean it's it's hard, like because of the nature of the business. Like I don't really have like a current rig. I mean, and I, I, here's here's why I say that. Like let's say let's say it's Friday night, and you know, like one of, one of my friends who plays in local bands, like, hey, why don't you come sit in with us tonight? I will literally, uh, you know, walk into my little studio. And there's, I have a bunch of pedals on a shelf. I'll just pick out some, put them on a pedal board, and I'll look around the room. I'm like, which amp do I want to take tonight? Mm, I'll take that one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's like literally that that's the process. And then uh, of course I grab a Telecaster because you're in Indiana, and you know it's going to be a bro country type of thing. So oh no, you know that's just that's just the the, the evils of gigging in Indiana. Um, or at least Southern Indiana where I'm, where I'm at. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it might be a port city amp. I, I like Shaw's stuff. Uh, I've taken the hot rod deluxe before, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes a deluxe reverb. Um, that's, that's usually the main ones is something, something along those lines. The port city actually sounds really good with, with pedals. It's one of my favorite pedal platform amps. Yeah. Didn't you say so. that things like really, um, on one of the chasing tone episodes, it was like really a neutral, like great for coloring, like kind of like like a blank canvas type of thing. It it is, man. It is. I mean, it's like you can put you can put like any pedal into it, and it sounds good. It'll sound good. Um, and and you can so like there's some amps, there's some brands of amps where it seems like the different pedals really don't sound that dramatically different. They still sound like the amp. I mm-hmm. I actually don't like that. And I and that's one of the things about this Port City Pearl that I actually do like, is that it, you can every pedal has this, you can hear ev- the individual flavor of everything, and it's um, and I love that because I like having a bunch of pedals, you know. <laughs> I mean, right? It's um, you know, I, I I don't know. It it depends. It depends 
how you approach it. I mean, there's guys who, you know, they, they have a Princeton or something. They love the sound of the Princeton. So they just need a couple pedals to throw in front of it. I'm the opposite guy. I'm like, I, you know, I don't, I don't want everything to sound like the Princeton. I want everything to sound like my pedal, you know? So mm-hmm. at least when I'm playing out and I mean, that's, that's, that's what's fun to me. So just, um, it's a lot easier to swap pedals in and out than to bring eight different amps. Yeah. Oh, most you know? definitely. Yeah. Is, is that why you kind of, start like you really known for doing the, the amp in a box thing. Um, is that kind of the reasoning because you can't, you don't want to take 40 different amps with you, but by using that approach, you kind of can. That's, like, that's where it all started from. Yeah. It all, it all started from the fact that I was playing in a band. I mean, when, when I was first like contemplating doing these amp in a box things, I was playing in a, in a band and, um, the, the guy I was playing with <laughs> was getting pretty, uh, He's getting pretty angry with me because I was bringing three or four amps to gigs, you know, Uh, and he was like, dude, we're playing in a VFW and you have four amps on the freaking stage and there's no room for the drums. And it kind of made me realize that I should probably take the amp in a box type stuff a little more seriously and uh, be, <laughs> be a little more appealing to my bandmates so they didn't hate me quite so much. Right. So, you know, and plus, I mean, that's, I was younger then, of course, but um, it's it's a big pain in the ass to lug four amps or five amps around, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, I'm, and I'm not, I mean, it would be one thing if they're like, yeah, that's, this one's a Princeton and this one's a champ, you know? I was bringing right. like, I was bringing four 12 cabinets, two 12 cabinets, one 12 cabinet, and you know, you know what I mean? That's like, intense. Yeah, I mean, it was like it was. I was bringing a trailer from my own rig. You know what I mean? <laughs> at a VFW, at a VFW, VFW show, and it's and it's not because like I thought I was some big shot. It was just because I was so upset. Like that was my obsession. I was so obsessed with with whatever song we were playing. The guitar had to sound right. It had to sound like the record. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, mean I mean, literally, like I was, I would, I would get so angry with other guitar players I play with because I'm like, that sounds nothing like the record. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Right. And uh, I mean, that was, I was just so, that was so important to me. And I'm like, you know what? This would be much easier if I could just come up with some pedals that get these particular types of flavors, and um, you know. At least, clo- at least close enough that I don't have to lug five amps around, you know. Right. <laughs> so that's where I came from. You got this, you got really excited about that. I like that. <laughs> I, I, that's great. I have, to, I have to be honest. I may need a moment alone for just a minute. Oh yeah, just take your time. We'll be here. Okay. Go ahead, go ahead, Brian. Just <sighs> okay. I think I'm. I think I'm okay now. You feeling good? You feeling I'm good? okay. I'm okay. Okay. I totally um to to get back on that. I totally get it though. Like I I can't I can't stand like it, I guess for me it doesn't have to sound just like the record necessarily. Mm-hmm. But um it really I it just has to sound good and 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 right for the song and I've heard guys play not really anybody that like like I know no, but like just bands that were out and about, you know, usually opening for somebody I was wanting to see. And it was like, all right, can you even hear your guitar right now? It sounds horrendous. Like that. Right. And not just, not just in the mix, you know, sometimes the guitar has to sound a little bit weird to fit in the mix, but mm-hmm. it just sounded terrible. The, right. uh, and they was playing the right notes. It appeared everything was in tune. It was just like, ah, that sounds like right. mud or that's an ice pick. That's just 
terrible. And I, right. I'm just such a tone snob. I just can't. Well, it's help, like, but it's it's like the metal guy who's playing a, a blues junior and a tube screamer, and you kind of feel sorry for him because, and you know, all you want to do is walk up to him during a break and say, "I don't want to hurt your feelings, but you have the absolute wrong equipment for the gig." Like <laughs> a, a tube yes. screamer and a blues junior is not going to cover Metallica. It's just not going to work. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It, it's oh, I've went on this, you know, I've went on this before. The you know. And there's there is truth to it, but like the um I actually did a, a blog post about it, but the all you know there's the all in the fingers attitude, which mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I believe that. Yes, everybody sounds different than each other based on how you play. Absolutely, but, absolutely. But however, I I feel like people kind of use that sometimes to write off the gear. Um, like you don't need that. It's like no, sometimes you do need whatever it is to sound you know to sound appropriate, like. Well, you know, we actually, um, we actually did kind of like, uh, I don't know if you caught it or not, but we did this little, uh, test on, um, one of the, one of the Chasing Tone shows with Anthony from Texas Blues Alley. It's been, I don't know, a month or so ago. We basically I don't took think the, I caught that. Well, we took the same exact rig, every, everything, pedals set the same, everything, and just passed the guitar around to the three of us, uh, Max, Anthony, and me. And it, it's the same tone. But it sounds dramatically different, just mm-hmm. basically because of playing style, you know. I mean, it right. really, it, and it just does. So I mean, there's, there's kind of, a, I mean, there is so much involved in the hands that you're not going to get out of a pedal. Of course, and it's vice, impossible. And vice versa, there's so much. Mm. I mean, you're not going to buy you're not going to buy a pedal that makes you sound like Steve I. I mean, and but you can get a pedal that's going to approximate, or a pedal or amp or whatever, that's going to approximate the sound that Steve I gets. Does that make any sort of sense at all? Maybe, maybe I'm not oh, being absolutely. clear no, enough I, no, by I'm following it. You. Basically, um, you're not going to sound like Steve Vai. Like, you're not going to have you're, you're his not gonna feel. F- right. You're not going to phrase things exactly like. You're not going to, you, you know what I mean? You're not going to have his exact touch. You can try to get it. But I mean, I mean, and you know, a good example, and I, um, not to be like the, hey, look, he's dropping names, but um, I, there was one time in Nashville when I was helping Brent Mason uh, get all his gear set up several years ago. We were going through his entire rig, so we had everything all set out in a in a studio, uh, rehearsal studio, and you know he was doing the classic Brent stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's amazing, and. Uh, He's like, all right, well, I'm going to use the bathroom while you're back. And I said, you know, can I play for a minute? And he's like, yeah, of course. So I got in there, and guess who I did not sound like? <laughs> did not sound anything like what he was playing. Nope. I sounded just like me on his stuff. Oh, I was going to guess. Oh, I was going to guess you didn't sound like Kurt Hammett. <laughs> well, I did sound like Kurt Hammett, oddly. Oh, you did? I didn't oh, okay. Sound, yeah. Okay, well, I, I, I mean, was confused. Yeah. I just I turned the wall on and instant Kirk Hammett. You know, so. <laughs> oh yeah, does he? He don't turn. He don't ever get off that wall. That's not. He's not interested in. It. He's been on it since the eighties, and he's not. He's not about to get off of it. <laughs> it's, it's the bypass switch has been removed. You know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I'm sure he's a nice guy. Never talked to him, but I'm sure he's nice. 
But, uh, oh. you know, maybe may, may, may turn the wall off every now and then. Hey, I like Metallica, whatever. I have no yep. shame. Nope. <laughs> no shame, no shame. <laughs> so, um, hmm, I'm not sure if I... I'm not sure about this question. It's something I've wanted to ask you before. I'm sorry. I'm, really I'm, hap- sh- I'm sorry. I'm happily married. Oh, but so no, then. <laughs> <laughs> no, huh. go ahead. I'm sorry, man. All right. I guess I'll. I'll, you know, <laughs> hey, we'll I'll just talk, stop. I'll call. We'll, I'll call you later. We'll just stop this here, then. All yeah, right. yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to air this because I'm. My heart is breaking. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> Yeah, no, seriously, uh, no, no, seriously, guys, seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, something, you know, this is like this. You don't, and you don't have to really get into this if you don't want to. But it's mm-hmm. something I wanted to talk to you about because I know um, you are really entrenched with the country guys, mm-hmm. and I am a country fan. Um, mm-hmm. In, and I don't remember if we talked about this on Instagram. I think, but I am like a real traditional fan. Mm-hmm. Like old school stuff and like outlaw stuff, and I really like what uh, Sturgill Simpson's doing and and guys like that. Mm-hmm. And I am just like I uh, the guys the guys at my work they they listen to the new stuff mm-hmm. at, all day every day, and it's like it's like torture to me um, <laughs> for the most part. There's some good guys, but like there's a couple guys I just cannot. I can't take. And I was just curious, like where you stood on that, because I know you are a big country fan and, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what you do. Are you, do you prefer the older stuff and you just kind of do the newer stuff? Cause that's, what's what you have to do or well, what, what's your, what's your take on it? Man, you know, that's, a, it's actually really interesting. So, um, I, a lot of these guys, like I know pretty well, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, just from years of being in the business, a lot of these guys were smaller whenever uh, we were all on Broadway together and then they got big. You know what I mean? So, I mean, we all have the same friends. And so I go hang out the shows and, you know, it's it's not like, oh, my God, it's Jake Owen. It's just it's Jake. You know, I've known him since he was smaller, not smaller mm-hmm. in uh, popularity. You know what I mean, and, right. and so and I, I'm just that's just an example. It's not that Jake just feels this way or whatever. But a lot of the guys almost. Almost all of them. I don't, I'm trying to think of one that doesn't feel this way. But when they're sound checking, they're not playing their stuff, man. They're playing Merle. They're playing Waylon. They're playing right. stuff they love. And then mm-hmm. when they get on stage and play for you know, 30,000, 40,000 people, they play the stuff that people came there to see. You know? So at, right. the, end of the, at the end of the day, it's a business. Of course. You know, and, yeah. and they're playing what people are paying them to play. You know? Yeah. So yeah, that's true. Um, you got to you got to do that. Yeah, and and that's mm. I mean that the the real truth is a lot of the guys would love for it to go back to more traditional roots. They would love for it to. And um you know, the the that's just you know, your 30-year-old housewives aren't wanting to hear Waylon. <laughs> right. Apparently, apparently, the the guys in their mid fifties at this uh, this uh, office aren't either. So right. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. You know the 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 twenty twenty five year old girls who are going to your concerts and singing Luke Bryan songs. The last thing they want to hear is is, uh, is you know Waylon Jennings. You know. Yeah. Yeah. They need the, they need midnight moons. They need four by fours, and they need 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shake it for me. Right. Yeah. I mean, let's <laughs> let's talk about trucks. Maybe throw some mm -hmm. tractors in. You know, and uh, you probably cornfields need some cornfields, and the and yeah. the guy needs to be handsome, have tight jeans, and he needs. Oh to yeah. And he's got his <laughs> he's got to shake his butt for the girls. Oh yeah. You know? And then he'll want the country girl to shake it for him at some that's point. That's right. You know? So, and, and that's, but I mean, that's, this is all, this is all marketing stuff, man. You know, if, if you, it is. I mean, and it that's, is. That, and I, I hate to say it, but the truth is, that if you got a band and you're trying to get your band out there and you're like, no, I'm doing it for the art, that's awesome. And that's so, that's so cool. More than likely, you're, you have, you have to think along what the market wants and what, people are willing to buy if you want to make a, a good living off of that. And that's not right. a popular thing to say. It's just not. You know? it, it's not. It's, um, I mean, but it is the truth of right. it. Which kind of I mean, leads me to, to a question for you. What you I, I'm not really sure how exactly to put this. If there, to me, there seems to be like a backlash a little bit against some of that that's really starting to like gain momentum um, mm -hmm. in, with some people. I mean, to me, it's... it's it's just odd. It's always been odd to me that like Americana as it's kind of become labeled or mm -hmm. alt country mm -hmm. yep. sounds more country to me than country does. Uh, yep. and, and, and I feel like there's this big backlash um, right now. And I almost wonder what would happen if like somebody who is in the, you know, the bro country or whatever you want to call it sure. scene was to start taking that approach. If it, maybe it would gain traction. I don't, I don't know. Uh, well, it all comes down to, uh, let's follow the money trail. You know what I mean? So right now, radios put out music and they sell advertising to big companies who want to be in between those segments of music, right? And then, uh, so the artists get some, some money from that. They get some money, a little bit of money from iTunes downloads. The biggest money they get is when 30,000 people go to their venue and pay for tickets and then buy shirts and buy of course. You know, CDs and buy $10 beers and, you know, whatever else. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, so that's, there's, that's how they're making their living right now, right? And uh, by contrast, you know, you have some guys that are putting out great music that may have a couple hundred people in a club and they're trying to sell some CDs and sh shirts and everything else. But the money's just not there. The marketing and promotion isn't there. And the name isn't there because it's not on every radio station in America. You know what I mean? Right. So the question is, how, how do you get an entire segment of population to start liking you? Well, that is a good question. Um, what Where I was kind of like leaning with that question is like what would happen if like i mean this is totally like theorizing like i have no idea mm -hmm. if this would even work but like what would happen if say like luke bryan dropped a, a, a not to be a, a total jerk but a real country song um well first of all he would lose his entire audience because all the little young girls that want to see him shake his butt <laughs> don't don't want to hear that stuff that's that's you know I mean? true. That's yeah. And and they're the ones that are buying the tickets and they're the ones that are talking to their boyfriends into buying the tickets and the shirts and the hats and uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Right. You know what I mean? If you don't get the girls there, the boys aren't gonna be there. You know? Mm-hmm. Those yeah. boys are there for one reason and it usually involves around um, relations of some sort. <laughs> so you know, um, 
that's kind of a problem. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, that is probably like I'm just like fantasizing that maybe that something like that could actually be pulled off these days, and I don't know if it's. I don't Hold even on. know if it's doable. Cut, like, say you, you're fantasizing that what? I'm sorry, you cut out. Oh, sorry. I, well, good thing you didn't hear that part. Oh, I was. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you don't hear what I, you don't want to hear what I was fantasizing about. <laughs> <laughs> Hands where I can see them. Yeah. Hands where I can see them. No, I was just saying. Like, I, I don't know. I was just kind of thinking out loud. Like, that's. I just wish. I wish that would work. Like, it seems like it has. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like it has in the past. I just don't know if this it would work in today's world or not. Uh, well, well, I mean, here's the thing, man. I mean, and like I said, I I really don't want to be like the guy like I know that guy, but right. I mean, a lot of these guys I've talked to, they're sweating it, man. They're, mm-hmm. they're not making as much money. They're not. They're not selling CDs like they used to. Of course, they're not. not making near the money they used to. A number one hit does absolutely little to nothing mm-hmm. compared to what he used to, you know, um, they're sweating it. They don't, they don't, you know, they're trying to figure out how to, how to, how to keep making their standard of living in, in music. Right. And, uh, and music's changing. And it's, if, if you're a marketing fan, which more than likely you're probably not, it's called the long tail effect. So what that means is that you have all these bands, tons and tons and tons and tons of bands they have anywhere from two fans to 300 fans to 3,000 fans to whatever, you know, and there's never been more of these type of bands than ever in history. All because of the internet. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're old like me, I remember before the internet. So, Wait, what? Yes, there bef- I know, I know it's hard for you to understand, Blake, but there was a time when there was no Google. I don't, I'm, I, what, I, yeah, actually, so, actually, I do know about those times. Those were dark days. <laughs> i mean i mean just to put yeah i mean just to you'll figure out how old i am here pretty quick i i i remember uh you know the internet wasn't a thing i do recall that i remember when computers were and a luxury item mm-hmm. well, yeah, it was back in the day yeah yeah that's true so i don't I've, i'm trying long, to what long tail we're was. talking long tail Internet. Okay, so yeah. so so the so okay here okay if you're asking me and keep in mind I'm you know I, I'm just a guy who watches trends right mm-hmm. I, I think everything is going to dramatically change and at some point um, there's not you're not going to have the Brad Paisleys and you're not going to have the Luke Bryans and you're not going to have those guys, you know the Taylor Swifts near as often or near as much certainly not getting paid near as much is what you do now. And right. I think it's just because everybody in, not everybody, but a gigantic majority of the world has a freaking phone in their hand with a camera and the capability to send video live or not live to people who have an interest in what they're doing. I mean, I can tell you this, it's, it's, it's similar to the pedal market. If it wasn't for this technology, there would be no Wampler pedals, there would probably be no you know jhs earthquake or robert keely analog man keep i mean you, you name it it just i mean it just wouldn't exist not nearly on the level that we're at you know oh of course not i mean look at george trips george trips was huge in his day and he was selling like would you say that he was thir- way huge he was way huge <laughs> in his day and what, i think he was selling like what 20 pedals a month or 30 right. pedals, yeah like, which is I mean that's nothing, man. We build, I mean we build more than that in a day, easy, like mm-hmm. an hour. You know, I mean it's 
it's nowhere near comparable. Right. So, I mean, it's just, it's just a different age. You know, it's, it's things are changing and they're changing rapidly. And those who take advantage of the tools you have are the guys that are going to come out, you know, are, are going to be the guys that are known. You know? Right. They're, they're, they're going to be the, the, the Jamie's from Earthquaker. They're going to be the, the Robert Keeley's, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, you know, it's kind of, it is, it's a cool thing. Um, I mean, we've kind of went in a different way with this, but it's a, it's an interesting topic because it's like. Now any jerk can like uh, make his own podcast where he interviews people. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, oh, oh, wait a second. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 trust me. I mean, yeah, it, even people, yeah, people can point a camera at them and put it on YouTube and talk about nothing at all for 35 minutes and 3,000 people watch it. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, it, it's, it's unreal. But – it, at the end, it's all about providing value. It's either you're you're either entertaining someone, or you're giving them information, or you're combining the two and giving them information and entertainment. You know, right? So, um, I don't know. Kids, quit school. Take advantage of it. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny? This is totally off topic again, which is so out of character for me. To go I know, off so topic, weird. But, you're usually so on yeah, on the point. Yeah. But, anyway, but you know what's weird is like. The stuff we're talking about now, like I have to go to my son's school on Wednesday and talk to his entrepreneur class about this stuff. And it's freaking funny because I barely graduated high school <laughs> and, you know, and never and didn't go to college. Well, I mean, I like went to college parties, but I never went to college and right. did any studying. Right. And then, um, you know, and then, and then like I, there's colleges around Indiana that I go talk to like their entrepreneur classes and it's just so funny. And like, what's the key to being a success? I'm like, quit school and work your ass off mm-hmm. that's the key stop stop learning about what ibm did and just you know work your butt off just start grinding that's i mean yep. it's uh here we are we you know this is quite a gear cod podcast but hey we're just gonna we're just gonna inspire <laughs> you guys so, like that you this, can, this you applies too. this applies to every musician you know you can do it just st- stop just Instead of, instead of like wasting time, you know, like playing Xbox, work on, work on your music, work on your business, work on getting out in front of people, get on your Facebook and your Instagram and your Snapchat and your YouTube and all, all, everything that you do, do that instead of waste time. Right. Instead you know? of, yeah. That, I mean, I know just as well as anybody about the lack of time, um, but it's, it's how you allocate it. Like yes. I, for, for, for example, this, this whole tone mob thing, now that it's kind of starting to be something, which I wasn't really sure yes. what it was, what it was going to no, be. Dude, it's, it's cool, man. It's and, cool. Uh, I, I've, got, I've got it. I'm subscribed to my phone, man. I listen to it. I love it. Well, thank you very much, Brian. I really appreciate it. Um, that's, that's awesome. That means a lot to me. Uh, it's, it's just like what I did is in, I thought to myself, you know, I really would like to do something with this gear obsession that I have. Um, and in, I, all I did was instead of spending the time looking at pedals, researching pedals, and and whatever else music gear related I, I was looking at, I decided to put that work into my own thing. All right. I did was just, I'm still looking at gear and researching gear, but I'm doing it and 
applying it instead of just letting it sit there in my brain for no right. reason. So, and that, and that's the beauty, man, because I mean, you're doing exactly what you need to do. You're, you're taking your passion and you're providing value to other people. And, and so you're building, I mean, I, you know, to use a marketing term, you're building an audience in order to level, you know, uh, uh, lev- leverage yourself down the road. Right. So, I mean, the truth is you're, you're doing it cause you love it. You're doing it for the right reasons. You're not doing it because you're like, you know what? I got an idea. Maybe right. if I charge, hey, 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 I got an idea. <laughs> I got this awesome podcast that we're going to charge everybody. Twenty nine ninety nine <laughs> for the CD of every podcast. You know, uh, I, I, all I need is an infomercial. <laughs> you know, all I need is an infomercial on a well lit stage. That's right. That's all and, I need and some hair gel. And some, some hair gel. I need lots of hair gel to make this <laughs> to really make this, make this thing happen. Right. <laughs> But wait, that's not it. You not only get the first podcast, you get the second podcast for half price. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, I mean, so it's a, it's a labor of love, man. You know, and I tell people all the time, if I was like, like, we're pretty good as far as like financially and we're, we sit in the realm of the pedal stuff, right? But like, if I was really wanting to do something to make a ton of cash for a living, it would not be guitar pedals. There's just, there's just not that much money in it. You know, no, it's, it's I think it's, it's I think people have an illusion that there is, but it's uh, it's not it's, it's not you can you can easily do uh, let's 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 say let's say two million a year. You can easily do two two million of sales a year and you're not making that much at the end of the day. Right. You're probably you're probably better off getting a hundred thousand dollar a year job being an engineer after going to college. You got to do it for because you love it. You got to. Yeah, so, it's, it's and, well, and, and the, the guys that are successful are are those guys that do actually love it. Like, there's right. not really that I'm aware of anybody that just hates guitar pedals that has a successful <laughs> pedal company. Uh, I, I I won't. I'm not going to name names. I actually do know a guy or two who hates hates the business, hates it, hates it, hates hates. The, well, I can understand maybe not liking the business, but like, what about? I mean, they obviously are having interest had an interest in on some level in gear. Otherwise, they wouldn't have um, done it. That's just amazing. To they me. they did until they started getting successful, and now that it's turned into a business, they hate they hate it. Well, that's miserable. Exactly. <laughs> that's terrible. And you know, I mean, I, I, I'm different. Like, embrace it, man. Embrace it. You're hel- you're helping tons of people do what they love to do, and you're bringing joy to so many people. Because you're giving them what they want, you're giving them guitar tone that they're looking for, but anyways. they're hungry for it. Like yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I've never I've never acquired a new piece of gear and then was mad about it. It was always like, yes, mm, I'm so glad this guy made this thing, you know. And it, yeah, it's, you're right. They a, need to embrace it. They need to realize that uh, it's a pretty amazing thing. It is. Really? It is. I mean, it's. Um, you know, it's. It it, it it takes a certain person to be able to run a business, right? And and of it's course. it's one thing from going from your garage where you're building, you know, one by one by hand, 
to now you have retailers and distributors and you have manufacturing and you know what I mean? Like it, it, it turns into a regular business. It just so happens that the product that you're shipping, you like, you have an interest, in, right. you know? So you're not, you know, making, I don't know, walkie talkies or something. You're making something that you actually give a damn about. So, mm -hmm. you, you know, I, I think we talked earlier and I'm like, you know, Things could be a lot worse. I used to roof houses, and you know, and it, <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah. in the summer. I was on a black roof. It was like 120 degrees, and I was like, I was sweating more than I can take in in water. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. like there's there's worse things that suck than this. You know, like this is pretty cool. I get it. I get to talk to people about guitar gear. And I get a check every week. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I mean, this is cool as hell. So mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't get that. I don't get that. But I, I will tell you honestly, yeah, I absolutely know people that hate the business side of it. Oh, just, I mean, they, I can kind of, I, mean, I mean, I can't understand that, but it's an, well, I mean, it's, it's necessary. It, it's, it's a necessary part of it, you know. And if mm -hmm. you're a musician who's uh, who, who wants to go out there and make money, the business part of it is big. You got to watch your business. You got you have to be aware of it. and You have to know the business side of it, because just just making great songs, just writing great songs, is not enough. There's tons of people that write great songs. Tons of people that play great guitar. That's not enough. They're they're a dime a dozen, really. I mean, yes. not to not to belittle anyone, but it's like I know lots of good guitar players. I've yep. seen lots of good guitar players in Guitar Center just doing their thing and, and it's like and you know back in the day you know i remember talking to like my my grandparents and stuff and they would hear somebody like that like man why isn't that guy famous and yeah, as a kid yeah. i thought yeah why isn't he famous and then right you grow up and realize uh we're not all special unicorn things right like, like we're told that we're gonna be so <laughs> <laughs> not everybody gets the first place trophy that's, that's right that's the way it goes <laughs> Some people even get no trophy. That's true. Some oh, people get no trophy. Oh, oh, that's right. We we already shooed the kids away. So we're okay. <laughs> yeah, some people don't get a trophy. Tell your children that they don't get a trophy. Great. Yep. There's no participation trophies in life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Now you're going to change your podcast to parentingmob.com or something. Oh, boy. I, I, no, this, I'm not even going to go there. Like, no, no, no parenting tips for for the for the consumer. Okay, I've all not right. been a I've not been a parent long enough to give any kind of tips at all whatsoever. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, none of us do. None of it. We're all like flying by the seat of our pants and like, oh crap, that didn't work. What do I do now? <laughs> oh so, man, good yeah. stuff. <laughs> very very good stuff. That was. I don't know how we got there, but. But I well, liked it. Well, hopefully by this time, what are we, 50 minutes, 55 minutes into this or whatever? Hopefully, yeah, we're getting close. Ho hopefully, uh, you know, you have like more than like three people that are still hanging on thinking, surely they're going to talk about something relevant to gear, you know. Maybe, maybe I'm trying to even figure out how, how I can at this point. I don't know that it's possible. I, I don't, <laughs> we, I don't think we can, I don't think we can write this, write this ship. I think it's 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 overturned. It's okay. It's turned okay. into an uh, uh, entrepreneur motivational speech. It's turned into a 
a ripping on bro country that's turned into I don't even know uh, this. you want to, you want to say that you guys are chasing the topic I mean top this top this I dare you it's not gonna be done well so good wow well maybe hopefully if nothing else you know to everyone listening hopefully you at least got a chuckle out of it you at least got some some sort of laugh out of it. And we're expecting you to share it to your friends and tell them how great the Tone Mob is. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know where to go from here, Brian. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like the wheels are turning in my brain. I'm looking at my my list of questions, and none of them none of them yeah, matter. It doesn't matter you, anymore. Right, so now you're throwing the paper up, and you're like, yeah, whatever, forget it. Yeah, but not in the cool way where like Eminem ditches his lyric sheets. It's not like that. It's just like that guy's like, I don't know. Maybe this is the point where you just literally drop the mic, walk away. I think it might be. (laughs) I think it's probably probably for the best that we uh, we call it. We probably should call this one. um, Call it call it wrapped, and uh, maybe we can do this again sometime. And I promise we'll we'll try to be better. We'll try. It won't happen. It won't I would happen. Love to. <laughs> you know, well, you know, a cool thing. I mean, if if if, if uh, your subscribers just send you like an email that says, "Hey, next time Brian's on the show, ask him this question." You know, hey. I, I would love. I would love to. I'll, I'll be totally glad to answer that stuff, man. Well, that'd be great. So yeah, so. everybody, do that. If if there's something you would like to know from Mr. Brian Wampler or myself, not that I know a whole lot, but if there's anything you'd like to know, send a question to. Info at tonemob.com. And once we get a little stash of them going, we will have him back on and we will be more gear related. Right. Or you got it, you have an Instagram page too, right? So we could always, they could always post pictures or post questions on the Instagram page, right? Yeah, they could do Instagram. They could do comments on the, on this episode. They could do whatever they want to do. Yeah. Get get with me on all my normal channels. You guys uh, know where that is: Instagram, Twitter, email. Send a self-addressed stamped envelope. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> Actually, know what? I got a better idea. Just just everybody send all your questions over to Max at OnePointPedals.com. Uh, yes. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yes, like the cra- the craziest. Oh, I would love this, guys. The craziest question you can think of. Like, it could be like, dude, I have a PV Bandit, and I'm trying to get Kirk Hammett's tone on Kill em All, <laughs> and I have, I have a compressor and no distortion channel. What do I need to do? Yep. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, let's do it. Guys, seriously, send, the, send some weird questions over to max at wamplerpedals.com, and we'll see what happens. It'll be funny. <laughs> Oh, that'd be great. So. Um, all right. Well, Brian, thank you very much for coming on. We My will pleasure, definitely, man. We will definitely do it again. Uh, this was uh, quite enjoyable for me. I hope it was uh, as enjoyable for everybody else. So, yeah. Um, all right, cool. Thanks for having me. Right. Yeah, no problem. So, for Brian, I'm Blake, and good luck and good tones. Wow, that was good times. Another big thank you to Brian for coming on the show and shooting the old breeze. That was a most enjoyable chat. And uh, thank you to all of you who are listening to this episode. Um, 
it's awesome that you guys are interested enough and I'll keep on doing what I do. Really appreciate all the support. I just want to take these last couple minutes and let you all know, if you are so inclined, about the various ways you can help support the show and keep this thing moving. The easiest way would be to drop a review on iTunes. That helps get us up in the rankings, helps new people find the show. It really is a huge thing. Um, So thank you very much to everyone that has already taken the time to do that. And if you have a couple minutes and are so inclined, I would really, really appreciate it. The other thing I wanted to talk about was the items in the ToneMob.com store. So ToneMob.com slash store, you'll see the t-shirt pre-order is over. Um, The pre-orders have all shipped, and they are now in stock and available, ready to ship. So if you weren't really into waiting, they're available right now. So that's available. And then coming up in the near future, there will be ToneMob guitar picks. These will be made out of obsidian, as I recently discovered that I'm a huge fan of stone picks. And, um, yeah, these are going to be really cool. They they definitely change your sound. There's a lot of uh, added harmonic content that you I, didn't, I personally didn't realize I was missing out on until I tried them. Um, these are going to be made in Atlanta by my friend Stone Picks. So, there you go. Pretty straightforward. You can look for those coming up very soon. Thanks again for uh, listening, and I hope you all have a wonderful week. Take care. Bye. One last thing before we totally sign off here, I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company, And I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to ToneMob.com slash StringJoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things. And by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings, so why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style. Again, the link for that is tonemob.com stringjoy, and that will take you right to their website, and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what? Sean moved to my neck of the woods. Sean's in Portland. Sean is awesome and has helped me with a bunch of stuff lately. And if you have wiring needs for your guitar, he can help you too. If you want to get weird with it, he can get weird. If you just need to spruce things up a little bit, there's your guy. He takes all the guesswork out of doing your guitar wiring, and he makes it simple, and his customer service is top-notch, and I can't say enough good things about Gunstreet as a company. I really respect Sean and what he's all about, and the product is top-notch. I've got three different guitars that now have Gun Street harnesses in them, and I could not be happier. So go to GunStreetWiringShop.com and check them out.